why would you sleep with one of your cousins? That's not what I asked. You implied, oh, so when the mic's on, you're embarrassed. Dude, I didn't say time. anything. Shut up. My name is Daniel, but I wish it wasn't. My name is Cyrus, and I've lived with the rare disease since birth, which meant that I was born with my head facing backwards. Mm. It's just a miracle that the same thing happened to my torso and limbs, giving my normal outward appearance. Whew. We're Pontius and the Pilots, and we've got one hell of a show coming to you, straight from the lab. Named Milo. And lab, of course, is short for Labrador. Who is the lead singer of the Labradors? Who? Jim Parrison. I told you we weren't doing that one. Okay, well, we got a really nice number of questions after our second episode, so we'll get to all of those. But first, just a little bit about our weeks. So, what's up? I went to go watch Dunkirk, and... I think we should talk about it. I think we should talk about it. Okay, we figure you guys can't see the trailer, so... We're just gonna narrate it to you. Okay, got some sea foam. On his shoulder. From Christopher Nolan. Uh, looks like some soldiers on a beach just smoke. A director of the Dark Knight trilogy. Inception. <clears throat> and Interstellar. <clears throat> now they're on a pier, just some waves. waves. Yeah. At, at, the, at the point of crisis. Yeah. Okay, this gent is walking into the ocean. At the point of annihilation. Some corpses. Some sleeping. Maybe they're sleeping there. Survival is victory. Okay, they're just standing on a pier. You can. Oop. Oh. Yeah, now they're looking up. Don't look so surprised. Oh, you know what it is. You know what it's gonna be. Oh. Dunkirk. I preferred the books. It wasn't based on a book. On which book? Which book wasn't it based on? Mm. The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. You know, okay. I, I don't like the way they just set it up for Dunkirk 2. Have you even watched Dunkirk? I ha I've been to and have had to leave a beach. And I've seen Hacksaw Ridge. Okay, so like you synthesized the two concepts and really you've just watched Dunkirk for free. <laughs> okay, I have seen it. It was good. Um... I thought it made me very nervous, you know? Yeah, yeah, I feel you. Whenever it got too tense, though, I just pretend like I was watching a long episode of The Simpsons. Mm. Why do you think you never saw any German forces in the movie? Ooh. I feel like it's all about representing the fear of being attacked by an enemy you never see. Like salmonella poisoning. Anti-Semitic fascist Nazi salmonella poisoning. Okay. Like a hateful indoctrinated chicken that was undercooked at the Treaty of Versailles and then manufactured tanks to invade Poland before teaming up with raw eggs from Japan. Hmm. Okay. okay. So, there are three different timelines. One plays off over an hour, the other a day, and the last a week, right? Okay. Then, towards the end of the film, they all converge. Why do it like this? I'm not sure. I personally think that it was to protect Tom Hardy, who played the pilot, because apparently he actually doesn't even know how to fly a plane. Mm. Pretty embarrassing, right? Yeah. So to keep him in a 70-year-old Royal Air Force Spitfire, dogfighting Axis forces for more than an hour would startle him and, you know, make him think, ah, oh, fuck, I've really done it this time, huh? Yeah. 
I thought, okay, I thought the ending was to Hollywood. And to be honest, the plot was a bit thin. Dude, you can't just say that about World War Two. Come on. Yeah, well, I'm just playing devil's advocate. That's so. not what that means. What happened to all the, the French soldiers they left behind? We don't talk about that. <laughs> For French people. French people. What do you think of relationships with big age gaps? That depends. Like, you know, there's a biological minimum for a father-son relationship. Yeah, okay, sure. But I mean, what do you think of romantic relationships with big age gaps? This is about to be really creepy or really, really you sad. Think it's weird. <sighs> you know, the rule of thumb for a healthy relationship is that you shouldn't be t- ticking more than one fetish porn category at any given time. Think of, like, Bridget and Emmanuel Macron. It's... Sure, that's fair. Um... What? Old and young, she was his teacher, and both of them are friends. Yeah, three, exactly. Yeah, that's fair. I think also, like, Trump and Melania wouldn't be that weird if I saw them and they looked like they were in love with each other. But my intuition makes me wonder how true that is. Like, all I can think of is the pastor saying, till death do you part, and Melania saying, I will, before whispering, hedge my bets against those fucking odds. Alright, well, we can comfortably say that episode 2 brought in a lot more emails with extremely relevant and poignant questions, so let's jump right into those. So the first one here is from Cam Clark, who asks, Hello, I saw you out the other night, which is true, and you asked me to send you an email ending in a question mark. So I have got something for you. If the sun is a ball of fire, and fire needs oxygen in order to breathe, how does the sun burn in space if there is no oxygen in space? Genuinely. How the fuck? Thank you for taking the time to read this. Bye. Sent from my iPhone. Funny you say that, Cam, but you're actually mistaken. Fire doesn't need oxygen to breathe. You're mm. thinking of people. Mm. Like, yeah, people need oxygen to breathe. You know, like Lionel Richie or Nicole Richie. Alright, um, next one here is from Manga Ngobo for Cyrus. What are your thoughts on St. John's newfound controversy? And for Daniel... Do you have any tips on growing a good head of blonde, fine hair? Well, on the St. John's question, my verdict on their decision to ban the consumption of silly putty is totally fucking lame. Mm, very fucking lame. And for the hair question, a good tip is finding a, finding a hairdresser who you can trust and who understands you. A hairdresser that doesn't understand why clippings from old people getting their last haircuts works best for the ritual is just wasting your time. You need to feel like they understand the great cast at which beautiful hair comes. But remember that Satan represents kindness to those who deserve it instead of love wasted on the ungrateful. Then you find yourself a keeper and you'll have the perfect head of hair in no time. Because time is not a construct that is recognized in the other realm. Otherwise, what used to work for me for quite a while is to ask politely but firmly if you may please wear Ellen DeGeneres' scalp as a helmet when she's not on TV. Um, next one here reads, Dear Donris Duskov, mm. As we okay. all learnt as part of our primary education, Batman inherited his name because of his terrible fear of bats. Now, if you had to pick a superhero name based upon your worst fear, what would it be? It must take the format, hmm, man. 
My personal favorite at the moment is taking a shit so big it ruptures your anus, man. So what are your superhero names? Kind regards, pseudonym, pseudonym man. Okay, so? Um, Fireman Man. Iron Man. No, that's... The Hulk. Something you're afraid of, like Heights Man or... Oh, yeah, like, yeah. um, uh, my parents splitting up again, man. My own sexuality, man. Jesus Christ. Little dirty boy hogtied in the boot of my mom's car, man. Please. Seeing my dad cry, man. Okay, let's just stop there. Yeah, sure. Uh, next one says, Dear voices from the phone sometimes. I know that you guys are confused. Who could Erasmus Rahid be? But don't worry. It's just a clever little trick I figured out to hide from the thought police. It's actually just your old pal, Rahid Erasmus here. So, Who's that? I Rahid. Okay. Yeah. So, I heard you guys are the ones to ask for advice and or guidance in tricky situations, so here I go. What do you do if your two best friends create a podcast without you and you're feeling totally left out and slightly frightened because what if their Kickstarter page succeeds and they run away and then you're stuck eating yogurt alone during break like an abandoned father in an old age home? I'm just asking for a friend, obviously. That will be all. Sincerely, Rahid Erasmus. Okay. Firstly, if you're the kind of person to see an old person eating yogurt alone and not join in, or at least like throw some granola at him, it's no surprise that they're excluding you from, your, from their podcast. Secondly, your question raises more questions than it's asking. Mm, exactly. Now, uh, the next one says, hey guys, loving the show, so I thought I'd ask you two questions that have really been bothering me for a while. Why can't I cry underwater? Can't I be sad underwater? Also, I was thinking that if I write a book about failure and it doesn't sell well, isn't that success? Thanks, guys. Now, Daniel and I have turned the first one over in our heads for quite some time now, and after extensive marine biology research as well mm -hmm. as aqu aquatic studies, okay. we can conclude that you can't be sad underwater because that's where crabs are, and crabs are good. Mm. Mm, very good. And for your point about writing that book, we've... Both decided that it's a completely measly effort to excuse your shitty book writing ability. Um, okay, so the next one here is from Julio Pilata, who asks, Why you so fucking stupid? Why? Why are you so fucking stupid? I don't why? know. Why? Oh, oh, why are you so fucking stupid? Ah, that makes sense now. Okay. Mm. Well, you know, that's pretty distasteful, but we did say we're answering all questions, so... Julio, if you think starting a Kickstarter to run away instead of gaining a university degree is stupid, well then, I guess you're I right. I suppose so. Yeah. Um, next one here is from Julian Zilla, who asks, why does Buzz say he's not a toy, but then freezes when humans walk past? Mm. Likely because, as a specialized, highly trained space ranger working for the intergalactic equivalent of the imperialist United States... Mm. He would have to keep his identity a secret from civilians for their own safety. Similar to how I don't get invited to parties. Most of them are undercover space commando meetings. So-called hosts keep me at arm's length for my own protection. And even in the interest of my own security and that of our solar system, selflessly decline my requests to please come as Cyrus's plus one. 
Also similar to how cats walk on their two hind legs, only when people aren't looking because they know it would stress us out. Alright, uh, moving on. Another email here from Jay Courtney reads, There's been a recent wild rumor spreading like a contagion across one inconsequential Snapchat story that Kovu was Kiara's uncle, as he was the son of Scar, who is the brother of Mufasa, Kiara's grandfather. When I tried to prove these rumors false, I was told that my internet sources were untrustworthy. So as reputable as trustworthy and trustworthy sources of higher knowledge, please inform my doubters of the truth. Can I trust the internet? <clears throat> well, we all know that Disney movies appeal to a large range of audiences. Despicable Me, for example, entertains audiences ranging from young children all the way to longtime fan of the film Steve Carell. Or, tragedy lovers of all ages can appeal to the story of a disabled child whose mother is brutally murdered and must face the troubling ordeal of finding his father while being accompanied by an amnesiac in Finding Nemo. So, unfortunately, the rumors are correct. Leaving very subtle hints to suggest that Corvu is Kiara's uncle is Disney's way of broadening the appeal of the film by capturing the very niche, incredibly observant enthusiasts of bestial incest. Yeah, I guess it's not everyone's cup of tea. Well, the next one here is a question for me that says, which would you prefer? Free market capitalism or a helicopter ride? With lots of squats and love, Big Dick Mufasa King. Ah, yes, the age-old question that started the Cold War. As much as we'd prefer not to propagate our political views on our podcast, Danya and I have both agreed that we need a classless helicopter ride society where each person contributes to helicopter rides according to their ability and receives helicopter rides according to their need. A helicopter ride will benefit the general population way more than any stupid fucking capitalism. Hmm, way more. Okay, next one is from Declan, who has three questions, so we'll go through them one by one. Do you ever have nightmares that you're actually normies and you don't have any intellectual superiori superiority or so-called dankness that makes you better or funnier than anyone else. And that people just laugh and cringe at you rather than you have any comedic talent or wit. Just wondering. Okay. That's, um, mm. Well, we don't really think about that, but now... Okay, but anyway, um, as a matter of fact, though, Daniel and I do share the same nightmares, but they normally include being trapped in a room full of Steve Buscemi doppelgangers, but none of them are the real Steve Buscemi, and Ed Sheeran's Shape of You is playing on repeat as well. Oh, his next question is, how many gumballs can you fit into your mouth? Ooh. We advise that our audience doesn't send in questions that they don't want to know the answer to, so we'll move on to the final question. Which one of you can count to the highest number? Well... Mm. Let me answer that question with another question. Which one of us can count to the highest number? Mm, yeah, exactly. All right, moving on to our final question from Jesse Hulley, who asks, real quick, what are your convictions on a few of the popular conspiracy theories? And in particular, is there any basis for flat earth theory? The flat earth theory does hold, hold some ground because think about it. How come planes never fly downwards except for when they're landing? But by that same token, an experiment has proven time and time again that if you drill a hole in the USA, you will inevitably end up in China. Just some historical background information. Flat Earth theory 
postulates that the earth, much like flat bread or laptops, as I understand it, is flat. And it also sets unrealistic body expectations for earths everywhere. Therefore, regardless of the legitimacy of the theory, we must reject it. Conspiracy theories seem to plague our very existence every day, be it from faking the moon landing to believing that there was a little person on each of Jimi Hendrix's fingers, which gave him his unbelievable playing style. So here are Cyrus and Daniel's top five conspiracy theories. One of the most popular conspiracy theories that hasn't quite been debunked yet is that there is extraterrestrial life. Mm also known as aliens. We're not exactly sure of how dangerous these aliens will be, but if Daniel's racist grandfather's view on aliens stealing our jobs is real, then you could say we're in trouble. Mm. We're also uncertain of how similar aliens will look to us, but if I'm killed by an extraterrestrial being that resembles John C. Riley in any way, just know that I died with a smile on my face. Mm. Another huge conspiracy theory is that of mythical creatures such as Bigfoot. Bigfoot has been described as large, muscular, and hairy, and of course having abnormally sized feet. As much as I want to believe that Bigfoot is real, I just can't help but think that if you threw on a gold chain and a Panama hat, he'd match the description of the local kebab store owner. Yeah, and there's supposedly another theory from a UFO researcher who says that Bigfoot himself is an alien. Stan Gordon bases this off of the fact that UFO sightings and Bigfoot sightings have occurred in the same place. But quite frankly, if you're speaking to people who have reported to see a kebab store owner running around the forests, they'd probably also be the kind of people to say that they saw an aircraft in the shape of a plate in the sky. Yeah, Stan Gordon even set up a hotline for these sightings, which is still active today. And he's received countless reports of people saying that he's a stupid fucking crazy person. Mm. Another popular conspiracy theory is, of course, a classic one, and that's that the moon landing was a hoax. That would mean that the United States government has been lying for decades, that billions of dollars went to waste, that all the video evidence was false, and therefore, in all likelihood, Qui-Gon Jinn was never killed by Darth Maul. Here are just some of the facts about the Apollo 11 moon landing which support the conspiracy theory. There are inconsistencies in where the shadows of the astronauts are cast. Suspicious because the light should be coming from a single source. Neil Armstrong stepped on, stepped on the moon and famously said, One small step for man and one giant leap for mankind. Which is pretty consistent with the chauvinist ethos of the film industry. Furthermore, black astronauts are still disproportionately less likely to be nominated for space Oscars than their white colleagues. Skeptics of the moon landing also point out that it is commonly known that the moon is very, very far away. Mm. And looking at two of the astronauts, mission commander Lieutenant Armstrong and the pilot Buzz Aldrin, there is strong evidence to suggest that their names are made up. When we asked NASA about this, they were quick to point out how unremarkable and completely unmemorable the name of the third crew member, Michael Collins or whatever, is. However, it is still a beautiful name. Therefore, we can connect the dots and conclude that the crew members were fictitious creations to suit the whole moon landing narrative. Or you can choose to ignore the facts and go on believing that those were their real names given to them as babies by the Korean parents that NASA stole them from. Look, dispute the moon landing as much as you may. It's hard to deny that NASA has done subsequent missions to the moon. However, 
Theorists often wonder why they haven't returned since 1972. A popular theory is that they found a colony of scientifically advanced alien race living on the moon. The dark side of the moon, which you can't see from Earth, which is a total fucking textbook move from those alien assholes. I, I also just don't really understand why people would get so worked up about the fact that NASA keeps this information secret from the public. I mean, really, like what good would it do to tell everyone about it? If you told someone in Cameroon that there were aliens watching us from the moon, they'd say, that's not at all my concern. That's so far away that unless they become the Islamic State in moon, I don't fucking care. Okay. Sure. Someone's gotta do it, I suppose. As always. As always, please send us questions or ask us things. Those are really your only two options. Choose the one you feel most comfortable with, please. Pontiusandpilots at gmail.com. Lick my description. Give some feedback. Let us know what you think. And thank you for... Thank, thank you for everything. Oh, and we, we do children's birthday parties. We do children's birthday parties. We do parties. children's birthday parties. We do children's birthday parties. We do children's birthday parties. We do children's, we do children's birthday, parties. birthday parties. We do children's we do birthday parties. Ch- we do parties for children's birthdays. We do children's birthday parties. We do children's birthday parties. We do children's birthday parties.